Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Warchant.com Multimedia Network and Real Talk 93.3. Fire up your grills. It's time for Tallahassee Game Day on War Chant TV and Real Talk 93.3. That pass is intercepted to the delight of all Seminole fans. The pick six. Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang bring you the latest news, updates, and analysis around the FSU program ahead of today's kickoff on Bobby Bowden Field. Second and three. Patient and explosive. Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now live from Florida's capital city, here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron. Welcome in Tallahassee Game Day underway, Florida State Syracuse this afternoon. As the big voice just told you, 3.30, Bobby Bowden Field, and, uh, of course, Stoke Campbell Stadium. And Tom is to my right. We are about to discuss the big win. Win number one, baby. Here we go. Pre-game, post-game, or no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Feed your team of 12 to 14 with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with the sampler platter, which is delicious, by the way. And don't forget... That world famous Zaxby sauce, boy, the throat's not ready today. I got to get some Zaxby's in me. I got, I haven't had enough of the fingers you gotta yet. Got to have the uh, the torch sauce. There yeah, you go. There you go. Satisfy your chicken craving today with Zaxby's platters. Order online or through the app. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Seminole booster for over fifteen years. And away we go. And this could be win number one. I do think for Florida State, obviously, uh, a lot of this is going to be uh, that first quarter where we're all watching very closely uh, to see whether or not. What we think we saw last week holds true, and they take it with them in the form of confidence in the first quarter today defensively. And maybe we don't give up a big shot play, a little play-action pass. Maybe we don't give up a 80-yard bomb to start the game. That'd be nice. Let's just, let's just do that. Let's see if we can get away with that. No shot plays? Is, is that the key to the game? We can just wrap it up and go from here? No well, shot I mean, plays today? Make, make them earn it. I mean, make Syracuse put together a 12-15 to 15 play drive. I mean, you know, we can do it. it it's possible. So... Uh, now I hope, obviously, that uh, for Florida State, uh, we, we see a carryover. Because that was a hope. You know, we talk about you know the, the, the want to get wins and the need to get wins and, and all that stuff. And, and yeah, we're all. I, do we have the Bjorn Warner sound clip still? Did we ever carry that over? The Vaughn Striker? Let me go. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm hungry to get a win or whatever it is. Or, we are hungry to get a win. Yeah, that one. Um, because 
we are, and that's true, but that was also fun last week. Not the loss. The loss is, is a toughie. But the violence and the technique and the belief that they played in with um, for the uh, on defense for the really remainder of the game, by about two and a half quarters in, that was unbelievable. Uh, and that's just fun to watch. To see them fly to the ball and to rally around one another, yeah, man, that, that'll carry you a ways right there. That'll carry you a ways. So, that, I mean, first things first, do we get that? Do we see that? Do we see that confidence carry over from one game to the next? That's, that, that's first quarter, first thing I'm looking at. Well, that's the thing to me is, is this fan base, I really believe through humility, has matured. You know, after the Notre Dame game, even though it was a loss, everybody that week was walking with Pep in their step because they thought, here is the sign of development and improvement, which there was a zero tolerance for moral victories just two or three seasons ago. Correct. And yet that faith was rewarded with a loss to Jacksonville State. And that's where people were broken. And and I feel again this week, people are looking for signs, perhaps searching very hard for signs to see, is there anything I can hang my hat on? And the second half of Louisville could be that sign. Yeah. And there are a lot of Noel fans who are not just blind optimists, but people in the middle who are saying, okay, more of that, please. Let's hope that their faith this time is rewarded with a win because we can't keep giving these morsels of hope and then just blowing it at the next opportunity. That has to be the next step taken. And I will tell you what, if you get the win today and you play inspired for closer to 60 minutes on defense then a lot of people next week, in general, will just be nicer to their neighbors in Tallahassee and wherever they live. <laughs> we had Christopher, who came yesterday. He yeah. brought us a bunch of beer from San Diego. Yes, which he is, did. He'll go back to California and be nicer to people that he I works with. I have a feeling with. he's just pretty damn nice. He is already. Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But you know how it works. A win just changes how Monday looks. How the sky, it, it looks more blue. So please, Knowles, can you reward our maturity? Our own Austin Cox on Warchant.com wrote a piece about the improved run defense, and I would suggest you guys read it just because we've talked a lot about it, but you, you can look at the numbers. Uh, Notre Dame has 65 yards rushing. That's a uh, cool 1.9 yards per carry, <clears throat> and I don't know what's going on with my voice today. Uh, Jacksonville State had 108 yards. That's 2.8 yards per carry. Uh, even, even Wake Forest had a lot of rushing yards, but they had the ball so often that they had to run it 58 times just to get 3.9 yards per carry. And then, obviously, Louisville, just 3.2 yards per carry, held them to 130 yards. I, I, I think it's a legit reason to be excited about this game because the game does play to Florida State's strength. Yeah, it does. And, and that's where Sean Tucker, who is second in FBS in rushing yards this season, 500 and change, second in FBS in scrimmage yards this season, uh, I think it's 730, something like that. That's the guy that they're going to hang their hat on. And yeah. if you look at their run-pass splits this season, Syracuse's 2-1, to 3-1 to one ratio for run. If they want to stick to that today, yeah, you're right. It plays right into our hands as long as we come and we play inspired football. They run outside zone. They run inside zone. The one thing I'd say about our defense and their offense, and, and you could flip it the other way, there are a lot of similarities between what these two offenses yeah, like to do practice every day. formationally and then also, yes, with the eye candy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they should be very familiar with what they're seeing today on both sides. That's why I think, among other reasons, just bad offense between these two teams that uh, – sorry, I didn't see the uh, the cough button. Uh, I, I just, man. Uh, I'm just trying. There, there's problems going on. Yeah, I, uh, I got issues today, guys. But that's where, yeah, in camp – when you went good on good, you saw a lot of what you're going to see again today. So the familiarity, I think, impacts the total. Because the weather's going to be perfect out there, but you see that game total is in the low 50s. Yeah. This is why, because these are good matchups for both these defenses. 
Yeah, and I, I, I think um, for Florida State on the other side of the ball, you know, people are calling for the run. They want to see a lot of rushing attempts today. Uh, I think you will, but I don't know how successful that's going to be. I, do th- I, I think Syracuse's defensive line is decent. Uh, our offensive line is not. And I think that could be problematic, again, because they're, they're looking in a beer. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed in watching 120 minutes of Syracuse football this Ooh, week, and, and that was yeah, very difficult, is, uh, but that's okay. The The army of chickens to my left here, they asked me to do it, and yeah. so therefore, how can I turn these guys down? They're just so cute. Nobody really worked the middle of the field against Syracuse defense. I don't know if that's because they just throw bodies between the seams or if it's just they faced a bunch of bad offenses. But the one thing that I would advise against, if we're trying to run the football today, don't try that outside zone stretch stuff without at least pulling, you know, pinning and pulling and trying to get bodies towards the problem because the way they line up and attack the line of scrimmage is in layers. And we're not very good at blocking even when somebody is straight up lining across from us. If you've got layers, good luck passing off and doing all those things that are necessary. I think if we're going to have success in the running game, it's got to be between the tackles with the inside zone scheme and between the tackles with you know power and counter. Well, let's find out which offensive linemen are going to be out there, first of all. Maybe none of it's possible. That's I don't correct. Mean, I don't yeah, mean to yeah. be dour, but I, I would just tell you that, I mean, we have to find out whether or not uh, you have your starting five, because you haven't yet. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, and, and I know I'm beating a dead horse here, because time and again we bring this up, but it really does matter. It affects what you can and cannot do, and that's why it matters. It's a big deal. You can't, you are not going to be able to run consistently if, yet again, we don't have Maurice Smith out there, and yet again Robert Scott looks at 50%. Uh, it's, you've just, you're at a huge disadvantage. I, I will be curious, and I know the people in the chat know this. I mean, I've probably said all I need to say about Jordan Wilson, but Right, yeah. He's I mean, had a rough season. I mean... He's had a rough season. What are we doing here? No, we thought in preseason, looking at, you know, obviously having him back in the fold, he missed all of last year, that he could be the weapon in that sixth offensive lineman. And also... I don't know why we thought that. I, I mean, because you look at him and you do think that he's yeah. a huge dude, but he could not have been this epic blocker at UCLA because he can't block at all now. Yeah. So, like, what what was going on then? Well, I don't know. But we all thought it because we were told that he's a great blocker. Yes, we were told in incorrect information is what well, we were told. Oh, my God. It's just it's and the problem nothing is, could be further from the truth. Right, he's not a security blanket. He's a liability. And, and that's where, we, when we talked about the Jacksonville State game, it was Monday or Tuesday that week on the Jeff Cameron Show, weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. right here on Warchant TV, also locally 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. That's well done. Real Talk Radio. There it is. Good, you know, reviewing the Jacksonville State game, oh, oh no. Wait a minute, if you've got those kinds of problems blocking Jacksonville State, then what's it going to look like as we get into ACC play? I hope it's just a bad night, and it's looking like it wasn't just a bad night. You might want to turn to some of the younger guys who can maybe execute a cut block. I don't know, but but it ain't working right now, and when you have a less than 100%, less than, there you go, that's the, uh, the teaser, mm-hmm. less than 50% Robert Scott lining up next to number four, I don't know what that does for you, well, except commit two bodies to it. <clears throat> yeah. You might as well spread them out wide at that point. Well, and, you know, a microcosm of the problem for him, and I don't, you know, I'm not there to see how many times they rep the trick play, but I'm very certain it does not call for Robert Scott not to touch the crashing end. Well, that's also Wilson's problem. I mean, Jordan Wilson. I I said Robert Scott. Yeah. Jordan Wilson doesn't lay a hand. On yeah, his you probably get the first down in that situation. Oh, Even you though, easily yeah, get the first yeah, down there because yeah. that's the guy that hits him. It's for, yeah, he's right, his, right. in his thigh before he takes a step because my man is over here pretending to look at the clouds. No, there's no way that design is for that to happen. 
So that's right. But when you're detail deficient and you call trick plays, you're just asking for problems because we're not we're not buttoned up. That's the thing where when you get back to the coaching staff and the criticisms, you know, you're allowed to overachieve. Somebody said that in the chat yesterday, and I was like, you know, it's it's true. Other teams do. I understand we have talent deficiencies, but you're allowed to coach past that. Like, that's a thing that does happen in other places. And that's where I think when people mm. criticize the coaching staff, I understand that. And I think that's fair, too. I think, yes, we extent. are talent deficient. Yeah, but when you're, when you're playing Jack State and Louisville and we got Syracuse today, these are games you could win if you're buttoned up detail wise. Yeah, I. Yes, uh, there's a part of me that agree, agrees with you wholeheartedly. There's another part of me that says. When you, well, people like to, when we're losing games, our fan base, all fan bases, like to just casually suggest that we run this play or that play as a remedy to our problems. And I'm only suggesting that it's not that easy. It's not like they haven't figured out, oh, we could, yeah, we're on the touchdown play. Sure. The thing is, man, if you can't block, it all starts there. And you really can't do much else, including coach beyond it, because you can't block. <laughs> so I, I just I, I push back a little on that sometimes because I hear it all the time. Well, they should do this. They should run more screens. They should do- look. I'm sure they've thought of it. They can't block. But I would also say on the other side of the fence, you're allowed to have continuity in the game plan instead of going haphazardly. And they did last week. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that I'm clinging to. Because how many yards did we put up in the game? It's over 400, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. You got to be a hell of a lot better in situations. We know this. I'm going to try and keep it positive for a moment. Well, though. But, the, but the situations in the red zone are not going to get better. They're just not. Not even against a team like Syracuse. Because you can't block. If there's continuity in the game plan <laughs> and you've got the RPO game to mix along with your inside, I mean, listen, you can go back and forth. That's why Treshawn Ward scored in the red zone, I do believe, in the red zone, untouched, because you set it up earlier in the game. Right. No, they, they, they schemed it up beautifully. It is rare to have It was one also on, blocked up. It, it's also rare to have a one-on-none, which is there was nobody accounted. They, they misaligned. I know, but they, they block <laughs> it up and allow him to bounce outside. <laughs> he didn't even have to bounce. It's he possible. It's possible. They, they fell for the eye candy. That's actually really good coaching. It's, it's crazy. Right. Well, but that was different. You look at the Wake Forest game plan, and you say, I have no idea. No, that, that was really... Was Doc Ellis that on the was, sidelines? That was awful. The Wake game plan was awful. And the six turnovers. He had a, a hit of acid, and he's like, all right, let's call this play. What? We didn't rep that, Coach. I wish Doc would have been on the sidelines. He threw a perfect game. On acid. On, on acid. Today's top story brought to you by Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, a longtime trusted partner of the Jeff Cabot Show. Turn to the experts at Barano Heating and Air Conditioning for all your cooling and heating needs this fall. Head to BaranoAC.com or call 850-580-4029. There's the voice. All right. There we go. Well, you just needed that coffee to cut through whatever gravel was in there. It was crazy. A lot of gravel. I don't know. I was staying up watching football last night, watching Iowa just crush Maryland. Good God. Yeah. I, I was watching your uh, Utah State. Aggies what was the final there. of that game? Uh, 14 was the final margin of victory for BYU. Ah, that's, a, that's a toughie. That was a toughie. That's all right. It happens. Uh, the, the, the luster is off of Utah State. I'm going to have to leave them alone for now. I, this happens every week, guys. I'm wearing red. This is bright red, in fact, but these lights make it look orange. Stop it. Every week. It is. We should take a, a photo just to it's show you how red. red. I mean, it's American red. That's it's, from the Ryder, Ryder Cup. It's a Ryder Cup shirt. I brought it from Kohler last weekend. It's a Ryder Cup shirt. It's yeah. red. 
It is not orange. I still can't get over that Sergio chipped in when I was doing the interview with you. I was like, are you kidding me? That made me laugh, by the way. You sounded so distraught. Yeah, because that was advantage us on that green. Yeah. I just, we needed everything we could get, too, because Berger on the back nine last week in, in team play was so bad. I mean, shanks to the left, shanks to the right, couldn't make a six-footer. So I knew that that was a big situation, and then there goes Sergio doing what he does. It's okay, though. One nineteen to 9 no big deal. Yeah, it was a boat racing. Uh, it, was, it was never really in contention. I just wanted as much positive pub for the program <laughs> and Trey's program as possible, right? Well, we got it because you had two Knowles on a Ryder Cup winning team by yeah. a, almost a record margin. Taking home so, four points, yeah. yeah. So that'll yeah. work. Uh, that top story that I allude to there is, again, um, okay, did you learn? Does the confidence carry over? Norvell talked about a good week of practice. I'm not really sure that's true. That's all I'm saying. I don't know that. They well, had a great even the way he commented on, I, I think it was Wednesday's practice. He said, "You know, we had to get back up to our energy levels a little bit." There was a moment where I thought, "Ooh, okay, all right." Well, you know, listen, uh, they've had bad weeks of practice and then you know played well before. They've had uh, great weeks of practice and played terribly. I, it's a little, it's not overrated. What is valuable and what's more important than whether or not the energy level is where it needs to be and all that stuff is whether or not the guys you're counting on to help win you the football game play in practice. You know, it's about the bodies, the, the, the availability. Boy, these are heavy hints you're throwing at us right now. I'm just saying, like, the, a lot of what Florida State's dealing with right now is, yes, repeatedly, on a loop, not a talented roster, but not a talented roster that's banged up. It really is crazy how, I mean – the misfortune, and nobody feels, I mean, nobody's coming to save us. I'll quote Trev Alberts with Nebraska stuff. I mean, nobody's coming to save the Knowles. I mean, we got to do it ourselves, okay? But damn it, man, I don't know what we did. I, pe- people can, you know, venture a guess or something, but they are snake bit. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the guys that would help you get a win are the very guys that are frequently missing practice due to injury. I don't, you know, I don't know what you do with that. I mean, that's because we've seen yeah. that there are backups on this team that cannot play. No, uh, it, it gives me flashbacks to uh, Ray Ramirez of the Mets, and I'm just, you know, staring at the wall because there was no franchise who found a way to have players hurt more than that particular franchise for about 15 years. Yeah, and you're right. It, it's never at a position where you're like, ah, oh, we can absorb that. Yeah, for a we week. got 15 like, corners. Oh, no, that's the critical. That's yeah, the critical no, position. The guy that we can't lose is out this week. You or- know what it is? It, it's the forever sin of 2013 that we only had five reasonably good offensive linemen. Austin Barron was okay as a backup, but we found out in 2014, not that great. And you lost Brian Stork to a concussion for like a week. A, a week. And that was it. That was it. So because we got by with literally nobody beyond those starters in 2013 – we have to suffer through eight to nine years of injuries to the offensive line core. It's that is not good to begin with. Well, and both your quarterbacks are hurt. And right, so, you right. know, it's not just that. You have an offensive line, which isn't great, but then very thin. Then they get hurt significantly. You lose. I would argue you lost the two most talented offensive linemen to injury. I mean, that, that's a damn it, man. Yeah. Well, it's not Babyon getting hurt. Right. I mean, well, well. you know what I'm saying? I'm not w- wishing anybody hurt, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, we lose, guys. You can't lose. Can I tell you something that will put a smile on your face, though? Sure. Because here is another reason that when I was watching Syracuse offense, I'm like, oh, it's a mirror image of ours. Not so great. Snapping issues. They have issues snapping the football. All right. So it's going to be contagious Yay. today. It's going to be like watching two teams that shoot 57% from the line. And you're like, oh, my God, what a clank fest every time there's a foul. You should just 
hack everybody every single time down the court. They have snapping issues like we do. So be alert for a live football because that's the other thing that hasn't gone our way this year. No. The fumble look? Yeah. I mean, the two situations against Louisville where the ball is on the deck. Yep. Think about the Jack Cohn play yep. against Notre Dame. Uh, we had the fumble luck against Wake Forest. We get the football. Jay Sean, re- I mean, he's a reliable football Very player. Very reliable football it's player. It's on the deck two plays later. Mm-hmm. So that has not gone our way this year. Maybe today with Syracuse snapping issues, something might. That, uh, that fumble by Corbin – uh, was the first kind of moment of the year, believe it or not, where it kind of took the life out of me, took the breath out of me. I, I, I really did kind of curse the football gods in the moment. I know you're going to say Jacksonville State. Nope, no, I, I calmly handled that. I wasn't happy about it, but, but I mean relatively calmly handled it and then got up and went to bed. That fumble, because he's probably the most reliable right. player on yeah. the team, yeah. I went, okay, all right, I see how this is. I got you. I mean, I... There's no specific thing to yell at, but I did. I was kind of like, you sons of bitches. Okay. So the randomness of football is going to pick this moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. This moment. Yeah, I said it. Christy didn't know what I when was doing. When our fragile psyche is finally starting to believe a little bit because we get an early break. Because I think that was P.I. that wasn't called on Sydney on that play yeah, where we yeah, get yeah. the pick. I'm like, well, all right. Yeah. How about that? A break goes our way. Yeah, it really, the, the randomness of that and that kid who I love and everything that happened in that moment, and you got the break that you needed and you're going to have the ball, and I really believe if you score first, who knows how that game goes, all the stuff that's in there, right? And then, oh, okay, okay, I see. That's the way this has to be. going to be that kind of day. Tallahassee Game Day continues in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Yeah, can you see the can you see the Zaxby's chicken there? The little guy on the table? I don't think you can see him. Nah, he just defected over there. We gotta change the mojo. There he is. One of my army has defected to the Cameron side. Well, because you wanted to change the mojo. That's right. So Travis Hunter got hurt last night, and um, the only way— Hey, man, no, what? Hold on, hold on, he's all right. So the reason— He is? Yeah, I think he's all right from what I'm hearing. Um, but what I, the reason you know, <laughs> the reason that I, I bring it up is because I woke up this morning, and I was jumping in the shower and getting ready to come in, and uh, my phone had all these notices on it, and I was like, what the hell? Who was trying to reach me all through the night? And it was just all Florida State people. It's just, no, Travis Hunter, no. Like, you know, because he tweeted out a picture of himself, I guess, in, a, in, in an ambulance. An ambulance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But apparently he's, he's it, they're saying maybe high ankle sprain now. Young man doesn't have to play any more football yeah. right now. You I mean, and, we, we know he can play. You and Eric are in agreement. He yeah. says, uh, shut it down. Call shut it, it call down. Call it a day, Travis. Call it a day, baby. You prove it enough. I know you're a warrior and you want to be there for your guys. They understand. They understand. You're going to have to call it. Let's slow our roll here. That photo looked like an air cast, right? Yeah. That's what, yeah. 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 Well, high ankle sprains are problematic, um, and they can really linger. Uh, That can take a very long time to to get through, so he may very well have to shut it down. Long enough to hold him out of spring camp next year? No, not that kind of long. Okay, okay. Not that kind of long. I did have a guy yesterday come out to the corner pocket while we were doing the happy hour show, and we were talking, and he was... I, he cracked me up. He he was basically uh, very embittered, and and I I'm I'm, I'm understanding of that, you know. And he was saying, well, "Why would I, I keep hearing about this recruiting class, Jeff?" 
And I know that that's what we're hanging our hopes on, but why would anybody come here? And I was like, well, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's still Florida State. They're having a bad year, but it's still Florida State. He's like, I don't think these kids were coming. And I go, well, I, I understand you're a little, a little beat up right Putting now. Putting up the walls, yeah, doesn't want to yeah, get disappointed. Yeah, get Miami yeah. swoops, or, or not Miami, what Miami am I talking about? Sweep it anywhere. Alabama swoops mm. in in December. Yeah, well, and so he's like, he kept, and he cracked me up. I said, no, I think there's a couple of guys that just grew up Florida State fans. Like, for example, Travis Hunter can name every All-American corner and every great player we've ever had on defense. Like, he just does it. So he just loves the Knowles. And sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you got a kid, either he's a legacy or that's just been his favorite team forever and he wants to go there. And he's like, yeah, I don't think they're coming. I don't think any of those kids are coming. <laughs> I wanted to give him a hug. He's, he, he just kept saying it out loud. Why would you? Why would you okay, come here? Okay, but here's we can flash forward to this. We we've never done anything in the way of uh, sponsorship for it. Probably partially because you know we didn't work for Warchan at the time. That's right. that's the fun part now of, of working with Warchan. But also because there was also uh, always a coaching change. That signing period in December yeah. has never applied to us since no. it changed. It's never like it's been. We get eight dudes. Great. All right. Maybe yeah. one or two might pan out. But this year. This year, if Hunter sticks, you could have another 10 to 12 guys that follow at minimum and have at least a handful of them Music. be game Keep changers. Keep talking, Tom Lang. Let's go. The December signing day might actually be a holiday for Noel fans for the first time in its history. Well, you got to cash it. You know, with all recruiting classes uh, and, and, and new coaching hires, generally speaking, you really do cash in with the new car smell those first two years. And Norvell hasn't had the opportunity to do that. This is his last good chance to do that um, because next year's too late. So you, you've got to get this group and get them to say yes and, and, and follow through. I, I, I suspect you'll lose a couple. We already know that. But the, the biggest ones, um, you know, you've got four or five guys that I think are paramount to your future success and your overall class success. Uh, Travis Hunter obviously being one of them. And um, if he sticks, no matter if we're 2-10 and 10 or whatever we are, um, then yeah, you've you've got a chance to put something together here and raise the floor. And you know, I I give examples every now and again. I know people will say, well, it's one football player, and football is the ultimate team game. Why do we care so much about one guy? Oh, one guy can change the complexion of an entire unit. I mean, it's it it happens all the time. Well, I I hope that unit to be the signing class. I hope it changes the complexion. That's why. For me, it's the contagiousness of making something cool again. And that one player can make the program cool to other recruits. Correct. That's where, to me, like, because, okay, I, I don't know that Travis Hunter, the safety, is going to fundamentally change this defense. He'll be a nice player on it. Like, see Derwin James' final season here, where Charles Kelly had him playing center well, freaking I, I still, field. I don't, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Right. So he wasn't a big part of your week-in, week-out experience as a fan you're like oh yeah he was on the team instead of that dude was making plays left and right oh my god he's all over the field so i'm leery on that part of it well hold on hunter could make a huge impact as a receiver if we decide to play him both ways hunter hunter's charles woodson man i mean he's that player and if you remember him winning the heisman right yeah i understand but but you also get my point that like you could even have an an, an all-pro nfl guy and he could be anonymous he could be rendered anonymous if you don't know where to put him and how to play him yeah and then also, if you don't get any pressure on the quarterback, hopefully that we get that fixed and we have another year where we find a Jermaine Johnson, again, who can rush the passer. That's going to be necessary to the equation. But to me, I'm just looking for the coolness factor. 
That's why we. That's why programs do uniform stuff. That's why they well, build yeah. you know slides and water parks and and arcade rooms for the coolness factor. Travis Hunter makes Florida State cool in a way it hasn't been in four and five years. That's why he's got to stick to me because then other kids will gravitate. Also, I would tell you that you got a quarterback in this class that comes and can change the complexion of that room. You've got a linebacker. Oh my God! Imagine that. Right. You've yeah. got a defensive he end needs to bring two or three friends. But you've sure. Got, I mean, you've got yes. That's another conversation for another day. I've been two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to our linebackers coach for some time now. Here, I really like him. Well, too. I understand. Everybody says that about Fuller too. You know, like, I like Adam a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a chance to talk with Mar for you know twenty minutes over two meetings, and he's a solid dude. I, I just hope maybe you know our fortunes change in the <laughs> recruiting world because then he'll be around. Yeah, I hope it does too. I, I I've gotten uh, you know pretty sad about that. I don't like. One thing, well, especially early in their tenure, I, I think it can be. There's no clay to work with. That's yeah. the other thing. Like you, you come in here that's, and you're that's, like, be better. And he's like, with what? Yeah, but then that's where I'm going to need you to right. yes. be recruiting. Mm-hmm. You know, And we're not seeing that either, Tom. So that, that's... Maybe you could report it on your taxes as a charity donation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Write it off. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to go eat some Zaxby's chicken fingers while we take a break here. That's what I'm going to do. Because they're delicious, and I can smell them in the other room. More Tallahassee Game Day in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. This season, Zaxby's of Tallahassee is upgrading old fans and putting them in the best seats in the house. This week, Zaxby's is a proud sponsor and proud to honor the big brothers and big sisters of the Big Bend with two seats at the 50-yard line. Big brothers and big sisters of the Big Bend helps children realize their potential and build the future. Build their future, I should say. If you thought about helping children in our area who could use a mentor and a friend, head to BigBendMentoring.org. Our thanks to Zaxby's for supporting our local community. That's really cool. That's uh, really good. There will be other organizations that they will honor for the rest of the season as well. So good job, Zaxby's. Yeah, good job indeed. Uh, well, today, uh, if you got those 50-yard line seats, you may be, for the first time this year, watching a team that uh, walks off that field with a victory. Let's hope. Uh, we don't want to discuss uh, another loss, of course, but for more reasons than one, it's important they find a way to get this win. You know, I think on the heels of the uh, the speech, uh, I think it would be important to go out and get a win. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you better play inspired in the first half at the very minimum, right? Can't give up 28 points by the time you're halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, that'd be uh, problematic. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. This is an offense, uh, by the way, for Florida State, because we, we think that the defense is going to carry over, but we, we'll see. But this is an offense, um, and we're, we're getting to the offensive keys, by the way, uh, to the game. They're brought to you by the Hobbit American Grill, celebrating over 40 years of serving good times to good people for great memories. Get your game day going 2020 West Pensacola Street. For more locations, head to myhobbitonline.com. Um, listen, the, the, the bottom line is for Florida State, if you look at big plays, uh, they're fourth nationally with four plays of at least 60 yards or more this season. It's really kind of the only way they score. I mean, it really is. They yeah. do not sustain drives. They do not go up and down the field and then punch it in the red zone. Yeah. That's not who they are. When they score, they score on big 
plays. And honestly, it looks more sustainable in, on the ground than it does in the air. I, I know oh, two sure. of those plays are, are shots by Jordan Travis. One a bust by Wake Forest, the other the Ja'Kai Douglas touchdown against uh, Notre Dame in week one. Mm-hmm. But still, like if you're looking for plays, you go, ooh, that's almost to the to the gate, you know, straight to the limo, as Ira would say. Mm-hmm. It's mostly in the ground game where there's one extra tackle made. And that's not a good sign. Uh, the, the other thing I'd say in, in watching Syracuse defensively, a lot of the plays that Liberty made, I know, I have to stretch. Syracuse schedule this season so far, folks, it's, awful. it's, it's terrible. But Liberty might be the best offense that they've seen. In fact, they probably are. There were some low percentage throws and catches made down the field. Like mm-hmm. I was actually pretty impressed at how Syracuse kept most things in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're going to have explosives today, it is between the tackles with the running game where you, you just you make a man miss, but everybody blocks it up for a second. And then the other is on the perimeter. Your receivers really have to bring it and block on the perimeter. I don't think it's going to be a shot down the field. 25 yards or more in the air. I think it's going to have to be a little gain that turns into a big gain that turns into, oh my God, we're going to score. Yeah, that's what they've been so far this year. I know you're talking about the two plays, but I mean, Jordan Travis is responsible for those throws. Correct. Uh, Mackenzie Milton doesn't have the arm to do that necessarily. No. Um, we haven't seen it. He could get into a rhythm with, uh, I mean, obviously we saw the two minute drill in the first half last yep. week where it looks like the outer limit is maybe 18 to 25 yards, but you really have to get into a rhythm offensively where you're speeding up the defense in order to give yourself that opportunity. You can't really do that in even down-and-distance leverage and, and even tempo. Yeah, tempo is uh, where it's at for them. For Florida State, it's uh, everything explosive comes off of the tempo where you catch guys on their heels. So, you know, they're going to want to run tempo when we're talking about offensive keys. But, Tom, they really they can only run that if they don't lose first down. Um, and, and they've lost a lot of first downs. That's really one of the things. You know, I – I don't like to talk about other teams because this is a Florida State-centric show. It's Tallahassee game day, obviously. But one of the reasons you watch Ole Miss's offense succeed, they're they're first in the country on first down. They have the, the most efficient offense on first down of any team in the country. Uh, it's something like they're averaging – it's preposterous. They're averaging like seven yards on first down. Well, yeah, man. Second and three, the entire playbook is open to you. Right, and mentally the defense is feeling pressure. Yeah. They're feeling pressure, and so they're going to rat trap on their own. So, yeah, I mean, I would sure love to see something. I mean, I God forbid we got seven yards on first down, but, I mean, just try not to lose three yards. Yeah, and and Austin, we thank you for your contribution to the program this morning. He He said something to the effect of, when will we see a true running game that we can actually play off of with play action? I, I don't know that you've got that in the repertoire right now, but you've got RPO. You can RPO. I don't know about a true play-action offense built on and predicated on four- and five-yard chunks consistently on the ground. I don't think you're going to see that. No, you don't have a drop-back passing game either. Correct, but there was RPO. There were those elements last week, and there was, again, I'll I'll use the term a lot, probably on the post-game show as well, but continuity in the game plan. That's what I'm looking for today because that's where RPO can really bite another team, the opponent, in the butt. If their linebackers and their secondary are, they have their eyes in the wrong place and they're cheating because you run the same part of the RPO three times, then that fourth time, boom, you pop it outside for a quick throw, or maybe that's when you run if, the ball. If you look, makes at, all the difference. If you look at the end around the start of the game last week that failed miserably because Robert Scott got blown up uh, inside of yeah one with pokey yeah yeah all right so you run that play and it's immediately second and thirteen. I wasn't mad at it because the rest of and this is where we talk about a cohesiveness of game plan. The rest of the day, they ran things off that play. Correct. So they're trying to set something up, 
And I know that on the surface you go, why would we run that on the first play of the mm-hmm. game? It's mm-hmm. it's slow developing. It's to the wide side of the field. It's I mean, we you know it's 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 asking a lot <laughs> of of quite a few people. Well, there was a good reason for it though, and it ended up helping this team immensely. Yeah, for the rest of the it's day. It's the Trayshawn touchdown. It's the same yeah. look. You're trying to influence the tide of the defense. Which way is it going to pull, left or right? And it, there was a play. The problem with the earlier games is either by the the scores we gave up or the panic that maybe we felt a little bit on the sidelines. You never saw that. There wasn't like set up and then you come back to it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I see. Right, right, right. All right, yeah. you're setting up the counter punch. Like there was a play against Wake Forest. I broke it down this week on War Chant, the third Lang feature that that goes out. It was a Treshawn Ward run that ended up going for 22 yards against Wake, and then they got the 15-yard face mask on it. There's a nice RPO element to it. It's a bunch formation at the line of scrimmage, and you have a little bubble that, that is built out of the RPO. Man, you've already put half of that on film. Mm-hmm. You know, The Louisville example tells me that if you see something like that early on, they're going to use both elements of it, and that's when you get linebackers in conflict. We see it all the time with us. Our opponents do it all the well, time to us. Our opponents it's isolate time our to turn that around. coverage, but yeah. And, and but yeah, you got to make make them make decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it would be interesting to see. I, I do think they found something last week. Again, nothing that Florida State has offensively is dynamic. They really don't have – I mean, listen, I like Treshawn Ward a lot, but he is – a lot of his explosiveness and his big playability, along with Jason Corbin, a lot of that is mitigated by that line. So, you, you know, it's, it's really contingent on something else that's vital, unfortunately. Um, whereas in some cases, like if you've got a drop-back pass game and you have a dynamic receiver, you're all right. You don't need a whole lot else in that situation. He's going to beat his guy, you know, or he's going to get over the top of them and stack pretty quickly, right? I mean, so our two studs on offense are guys that really get hurt by that group up front. So it's frustrating. I guess what I'm getting at is, People, when, when you ask the, the questions about, well, why can't we just do this? Or why don't we just, and I'm not, this is not condescending. I'm saying, I too want us to just firmly establish the run game. But for example, there are elements of the run game that we can't run, like power. We really can't run it, you know? And so that's why you're going to have to see all yeah. of that outside, inside zone stuff. That that's It's a rough matchup for that as well today. Oh, because yeah. the other offensive key to the game is the communication along the offensive line. And I cringe as I say it mm. because if you don't have your horses, then that's going to be a problem no matter what. But the way that Syracuse lines up and attacks an offensive line is with multiple looks, twists, and stunts, three down linemen, and then you might have two linebackers and a safety along one way, one play, and then they line up the other way. Who's coming? Who's going? Passing off. All these extra elements of, of playing intelligently as an offensive line, we're, we're going to be put to the test. Because we could even have it right if we, if we don't have our horses and it's communicated right, but we're not quick enough to get to the spot before Syracuse does. That's where I'm worried about our offense today. If, if we don't have our, our offensive linemen, then you're going to have to keep it simple with running between the tackles, and maybe it's almost more like a man scheme than a zone scheme because it's um, Syracuse presents problems that way that I don't know that we're equipped to handle. But that's why everybody thinks that the race might be to, what, 24, 27 yeah. points at most today yeah. unless there's turnover luck. Yeah, I mentioned uh, I, I had 27-24, uh, you know, already made that prediction this week. Um, and then I started thinking, I think we'll hold Syracuse below 24, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. The yeah. thing to look for today, and we can get to the defensive later, but um, does DeVito come off the sidelines for Syracuse? Probably pretty early on. If, they, if things don't go well. But, yeah, Schra- Garrett Schrader is not your prototypical drop-back passer 
by any means. If you look at the over-under in this game for his passing total, Vegas has it at 111 and yeah, a half yards. Yeah, yeah. I'd take the under on that, by the way. And that's against our secondary. Yeah, well, which I mean, it's about making the shot play happen. If it does, then he'll go over. Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Feed your team of 12 to 14 with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with the sampler platter. And don't forget the world-famous sauce. Mm. Satisfy your chicken craving today with Zaxby's Platters. Order online or through the app, Tallahassee Zaxby's. A proud Seminole booster for over 15 years. More Tallahassee game day in a moment. University and Seminole boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Time for today's sub of the game or which of the game. Served up by which which superior sandwiches. Did you know Tallahassee that on Wednesdays the wicked is just five bucks? That's right. Five meats, three cheeses, five bucks. Visit any which which any of which 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 three Tallahassee locations for a superior sandwich today. I love me some which which sub of the game. I don't know, man. We've ex- exhausted this some. I I I. Uh, I guess in theory it's Treshawn Ward because again he's not you listed as your starting running back. Right, but, um, right. He's that kind of dynamic, and I'll, I'll pick him every week for this segment. Be interesting to see you know how much those two might be on the field together you know saw a little bit of that last week and it might not be the worst thing in the world to have a, a defense with having to key on two separate players at one time saying "Ooh, what if this guy has the ball Ooh, what if that guy has the ball remember those days when we had five dudes five <laughs> skill players I where do. defense had to honor and say "Ooh, we just we've got a hierarchy of this thing the triage is very simple for the other side these days for me and we'll again talk about him more with the defensive keys but the sub of the game is potentially devito the second quarterback for syracuse he could pose problems. Now, Garrett Schrader, if they're able to run zone read with he and Sean Tucker, he's not going to come out of the game. It'll just be Garrett Schrader's show. Uh, he started last week against Liberty. And Big then, dude. Uh, Dino Baber said on Monday that he's the starter, period. Okay, that's fine. But if things look terrible early on, the sub of the game and the story of the game could be flipped on its head because of the difference between these two quarterbacks. DeVito can throw the ball. Yeah, and let's not make him out to be Joe Montana. It's just that he's actually a more capable passer. Correct. He's not, he's not a good quarterback. Right, but again, when you look at our defense and our Correct. deficiencies, <laughs> anybody who's a capable passer could turn into, you know, it's just funny. what Danny DeVito is I to can... acting Tommy DeVito uh, could be to, you know, yeah. quarterback play for one Saturday against our defense. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, it, everything is truly relative. I mean, it's unbelievable. All this, We're really worried about that kid. Okay. That's like me with the fumble. Well, you know why? Against Wake. Just, it's okay. because we're so worried about our offense getting to a point total. And you're like, what What could be the fly in the ointment here? Oh, uh, no. The Q's is going to get to 28 because we, this we kid comes in? 30? Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's where the fear comes from. You know what is weird, by the way? And, and I continue to look at these numbers. Um, and I looked at the pregame notes that FSU sends out just almost t- humorously because I thought, what are they going to write? We're 0-4. Now, you know, Chuck does such a good job with basketball, and he's got a lot of ammo these days. Right. But for years, when Chuck would do the basketball ones back when we were terrible, and that's a long time ago now, but there was a time where we were awful, and I would do the positive basketball note of the day, and it was just totally a tongue-in-cheek thing. And Chuck would send me these positive notes. He would dig through the archives and find something that was positive. And they would be bizarre, off-the-wall, obscure things. So I tune in, I, I pull up the notes today because we're 0-4 and we lost to an FCS school. So I thought, well, 
what are the notes going to say? But there are really impressive numbers for them to be able to cite. Um, you know, for example, just last week, Florida State held Louisville's defense to no points in 79 yards total yeah, and one for eight yeah. on third down uh, after the half on offense. That's crazy. I mean, that is, that's not just good. That's dominant good. Right, right. And then you put up 400 yards of offense yourself, and you're like, well, what gives? Yeah, the, the last time, first of all, FSU hasn't shut out an opponent in the second half of an ACC game since 2015. That feels about right. Yeah, it was against NC State. Yeah, uh, it's good defense that year. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, that's, it's been a while. Uh, against it, anybody, anybody in the ACC. That's nuts. Anybody. That's right, and so they did it. Also, and this just drives you nuts because you say, see, it's in there. FSU is allowing 2.52 yards per rush after halftime this year. Wow. That's impressive. Yes. Because, you know, if you're trailing – you would think that it's going to be a lot of ground and pound, oh, right? And absolutely. we're saying, no, you've got to earn it with a throw. Now, they do, but but we force them to. Yeah, no, absolutely. They've done a lot of really good things on defense, and it's just the big plays that they give up that really cost them. It's funny. You say it's been 2015 since we shut out a team in the ACC in, in the, the second, second half. half. Yeah, That tells me, I mean, already in this game, the way college football is played, it's so scarce to shut a team out, period. You know, the spike baseballs used to be a thing around here, and they used to be pretty frequent. Would the spike need to be 24-karat gold moving forward because of how rare? I mean, even in the game of football now, in college days, football, yeah. a shutout is. I, this is going to blow you away. So I ran into Chip last weekend, and we had Whoa. we had a long conversation. I know. And we, we were, he brought up the spike baseball, and we were talking. And I was like, oh, buddy, one of these days. And he said, he goes, oh, I've, it's in my office. I'm ready. He's like, I've been waiting very long time. It might time. have to be solid platinum, then. <laughs> what is it? It's got to be like a precious metal. Yeah. Like what they're peddling here on the station. Buy the real thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's yeah, got to yeah, be that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I. It was funny just to run into him, and he brought it up. And I was like, oh, well, you won't be having to drive a spike through a baseball anytime soon, sir. And he's like, I know. I'm sad. He goes, but the tools are there. It's still in my office. Duquesne. Duquesne. Just keep chanting it. Make it real. Yeah. Speak it into being. Introduce it to the ether. Here we go. We're going to shut out Duquesne next year. We sh- actually we should. I yeah. mean, they don't even have and really. We're going to puff our chest players. and go out to Bourbon Street, and here we go. Yeah, we are. Yee yee. Hour number two, <laughs> Tallahassee game day. That's good. That's a that's a hidden gem for those that don't remember it. Uh, coming up next. Stay tuned.